turned around while I was talking to him, the Lord put this scripture on my heart. He said, behold, I make all things new. And that's what we're going to look at today. I believe we have walked through the hardest season in my, my life. It's getting a little longer every year. I just celebrated another birthday last week. <laughs> and I think, Lord, you have been so faithful. We have lived through a two-year pandemic. And God has been faithful. He's been faithful. And today I just want to look at a few scriptures to look at the faithfulness of the Lord and for us to take hope in this new year. Because as Pastor Ryan said this morning, we need to put the things of the past behind us. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus. And he is going to change, I believe, the way that we can minister in this world. Because the world has watched us walk through things that they've walked through. And I pray that God helps us to walk through them in victory and with joy and with hope that comes only from Jesus. Revelation 21.5, the passage of scripture Jesus was referring to here, he was showing John a peek of what it's going to be like. And he was showing him the new heavens and the new earth and the hope that we have. You know, I listen all the time and we, I am, I mean, the Lord told us to take care of our earth. But I don't live in fear about the things and how long it's going to last. We know it's going to last at least another thousand years because Jesus is going to come to rule and reign. Then there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. We won't have to live with the mess that all the generations before us and we have helped create here that sin has caused to fall because one day the Lord is bringing a new earth and a new heaven. But you know, while we're living here today, God wants to bring us newness. And as I began to think about this passage of Scripture, several things I want to look at this morning. He wants to bring us a new song in this new year, a new name, a new heart, new wine, the new covenant, a new commandment, and a new creation. And I want to look at those things this morning. I didn't try to give them my passages of Scripture because I, I have quite a few, but if you want to try to keep up, <laughs> I'm going to start in Psalm 40, verse 1. And the Lord tells us, it says, He put a new song in my mouth and a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in Him. That's an interesting combination. He says He's going to put a new song in, a in our mouth and a hymn of praise to our God. But what does that cause the world to do? When He puts a new song in our mouth, it says, Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in Him. What does that mean? I believe as we have walked through trials, and we still are, as long as we're in this fallen world, we're going to have tribulation. We're going to have things happen. But what differentiates God's people from the rest of the world is that God gives us a new song in the middle of the hardship, in the middle of the times when the world is shaking all around us. The Lord says, I'm going to give you a new song. I'm going to put a new song in your mouth. And when people see you worshiping me, even in the middle of the hardship, even in the middle of the things that are shaking all around you, I'm going to draw them to me because of you. God, give this body of church a new song this year. God, give us a song of praise to you, a song of who you are in the middle of the trials, in the middle of the hardship. 
And as I was reading yesterday, as I, I was finishing up, or I'd, I'd done my sermon a couple weeks ago, and the Lord put some things on my heart. I had opened up some emails, cleaning out my emails here at the end of the year. And to be honest, I hadn't ever finished reading all the testimonies that God sent from when we did our crusade this year in India. We had a virtual crusade in India, and then we did one in Pakistan. And there are some powerful testimonies. So what I felt like the Lord wanted me to do, I want to weave a couple of those in and see how the Lord, I want to encourage your hearts. Because even in the darkest places in the world, God is putting a new song in people's heart. There's a testimony, and this time they didn't even use names because it is so dangerous right now. India has become such a radical Hindu nation. The prime minister has changed the whole nation where it's, the pastor even told me, he said, I don't know if we'll be able to do live crusades again because they're persecuting Christians so badly. But you know what? In the middle of that darkness, I want you to hear this testimony. This lady said, I came from a remote village for this crusade. As the pastor told me, there would be some feeding and also free medicines for COVID-19. They, the government, required us to give out vitamin D tablets for us to have a crusade because they said that it would help boost the people's immune system. And we had to buy these sanitizing things. Benji and Louise and I were laughing as we were watching them. They were spraying this, this sanitizer. Oh, all these people. I'm like, those people's lungs will be clean for years. Because inside of the auditoriums where we had it, we had screens in over 80 villages and in big auditorium that we rented. So she came for that vitamin D tablet because she had COVID-19. She said, I lost my husband to COVID-19. And also my child is suffering with this disease. So I decided to bring some medicines going to this meeting as I could not buy medicine for my child. But when I came to the meeting, there's a woman speaking on the screen who was saying about Jesus. And for the first time, I heard about Jesus. And then my heart is open to hear, and I found peace in my heart. And I'm crying as I lost my husband. And also I'm affected with this disease, and I do not know how it went away or not, but came to the meeting for medicine. Betty asked for people that needs healing. I stood up at the meeting, and I'm healed instantly and went to home. And on the next day, I asked my daughter to take the tablets I brought. But she told me she is okay from last night, and we both went for COVID tests, and we are negative. And I also have a heart problem, which doctors told me I need a stent. But now that is also cured, and my heart is working now without any pain. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Betty, for also giving me a Bible. And when the world is hiding, you had called us and gave us the good news. I am saved and healed. Hallelujah. 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 Even when somebody loses their husband and they're sick themselves, Jesus can give them a new song in their heart. He can give us a new song in the trials we're living in and the trials we're walking through. God, help your people to see that. Help us to see the power of who you are. I'm reminded of the story in the book of Acts where, if you look, there's so much persecution in India and Pakistan and in America in a different way. It's a pressure at, at your jobs and your schools where they're pushing us. They're pushing us to try to take a stand that's opposite from what Jesus calls us to be. But you know what? In the middle of that, the Lord is saying, I'm going to give you a song and I'm going to give you strength to stand. I'm going to give you strength. And even in the middle, and I thought of Paul and Silas, they were beaten publicly in the public square. But you know what they did when they went into that jail? They didn't sit there and grumble and complain and say, God, why did you let this happen to me because I'm serving you? You know what they did? They began to sing a new song. 
to the Lord. They began to sing, and the Bible says as they began to sing, God himself heard their worship. God himself heard the new song that the Holy Spirit had stirred up in their heart. And God came down when that happened. And it says the earth quaked, and it burst the doors of the prison open. And long story short, the jailer and his whole family got saved. Why? Because they saw the song that God had placed in the hearts of his people. God will give us a new song in this new year. And I pray that God takes our hearts and lets us not complain as we walk through hardship. But he gives us a new song. He wants to give us a new name. Isaiah 62, 2. It says, speaking to Zion, he said, The Gentiles shall see your righteousness and all kings your glory. You should be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will name. You know, a huge part of our encounter retreat, I love this part. It speaks about how God comes, and he gives Jacob a new name. And he speaks to him. He says, you'll no longer be called Jacob, but you'll be called Israel. Because Jacob means cheater and supplanter. (laughs) But Israel means one who wrestles with God and prevails. And you know what? God wants to give us a new name. In the middle of all the things we're walking through, in the midst of the things in your past that God only knows about in you. He wants to give you a new name this year. He wants the enemy to stop today, draw the line in the sand and say, I don't care. God knows what I've been and God knows what I've done. But today, I'm a child of God. Today, I'm redeemed. Today, I'm forgiven. And I want to read two testimonies. This is the first time we've ever been allowed to minister in prisons in India. They put three huge screens in the prison. And I got tickled when I started reading some of these. Because they told the men they were going to go watch a movie. So they all, I love this. I thought, there was one jailer. It reminded me of that when Paul and Silas, one jailer was a Christian. And he managed to get our screens into the prison. And these are just two testimonies. I've got pages and pages. I, I didn't have time to share them all. And it's, the first one was really hard for me. It says, this might be a strange testimony from a prison. And I never, ever imagined in my life that I would hear about Jesus in prison. For I am here now for more than six years as I am jailed as I killed my wife with kerosene. But my jail officer told me there would be a movie and brought us to the screen. But things are not a movie. But a meeting which we totally shocked and surprised. And then there were typical questions by a pastor who wants to go to heaven and hell. Even I never thought it would be in hell of jail. Who wants to go to hell? Nobody. But these questions touched me, and the answer was Jesus, as as per your powerful message. I gave my life to Jesus in the prison. What a wonderful day in my life. And I will be released soon and will spread the news about Jesus to other mobs I knew and also the people I knew. I received a Bible, and he asked, he said a lot of the other prisoners didn't, and asked us to provide more Bibles. We just sent thousands more Bibles to the prison because 2,100 prisoners received Jesus, and they're asking for Bibles to give to their loved ones when they come. The Lord gave him a new name. There was another testimony from this, another gentleman in the prison. He said, I never thought in my life that I would be in heaven. <laughs> but still, Jesus loves me so Before releasing me from prison, he showed his love through your message and the good news. We thought we would see a nice movie, (laughs) but once we saw the screen, we tried to sleep. I love it. This just cracked me up. But your good message helped us to understand Jesus. Forgives our sins, and we are three people who accepted Jesus. 
We cannot write more on the salvation card here, so we're writing a quick note. And thank you so much for helping us know about Jesus before we go out. And the next part of our lives will be telling about Jesus. Hallelujah. He gives a new name. There was another, I don't, again, I don't have time. There, there is another man, he said, I murdered two people. But I found the forgiveness of Jesus and the Lord has given them not only a heart to have a new name and walk in it, but they want to share the love to the people that have been like them. The mobs, they, there are a lot of radical Hindu mobs that travel through India, and their whole goal is to disrupt other religions. They have caused many situations in the meetings that I've had, but the love, how Jesus continues to do that. And he'll give people a new heart for him. The Lord says, I want to give you a new heart. Ezekiel eleven nineteen. He said, then I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within them and take the stony heart out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. I pray this year for the areas that we have allowed hardness to come into our hearts, that we will allow God to take that stony place out of our heart and give us a heart of flesh. It is so easy for us as humans to hold grudges, to have bitterness, to be hurt at somebody. And if we're not careful, we allow that thing to set in our heart, and it becomes hardened. But the Lord says, I want to take that hard heart out of you, and I want to give you a heart of flesh. Here's a testimony of a man. This one, this guy is, is very funny, too, because there's a lot of people in India that they're still, they don't have the things, the medication we do, the prenatal care. There are many people that are crippled and have all types of, of debilitating birth defects. And I want you to hear what God did for this, this man. He said, I'm so delighted to write my testimony. I'm in a remote area and I'm in a village, I'm in a village elder and also a board member of the temple of the village. It's a Hindu temple. I came to know about the screen meetings and saw the handbills and I tried to call the police station but they told me Hope Ministries got permission to hold the meetings. So I decided to destroy, destroy the screen in my village with my body. Usually I'm paralyzed and my right leg will not move and come on the help of a stick and also with some people. But I told my mob to destroy the meeting. But there were almost 300 people near the screen watching. And on the first day I decided to hear what you're saying. And the meeting totally touched my heart. And your passion preaching from over thousands of miles and telling about Jesus touched my heart. You believe or not, I instructed my mob to sit in the middle rows, and I told them not to destroy. As I'm hearing your message, and the questions about heaven and hell put me in a mind to think, what I'm doing is not right with pagan gods. After hearing about Jesus, I gave my life to Jesus. And then there was a healing prayer by you, which I put my hand on my leg, and I started moving with a great step that people started seeing and thought I was going to destroy the meeting. But I told them, I am now able to walk without a stick, and my right leg is moving like my left leg. What a miracle from Jesus. Doctors could not set me free from five years. And then I contacted my people near the town on the third day, came to the meeting in the auditorium, and gave my testimony, and told Pastor Joshua that I would encourage him to build a church in my area where more than 165 people now surrender their lives to Jesus. Thank you, Betty, and all my family is saved now. Even now, you cannot come. I ask you to please hold these crusades in India where there are 330 million pagan gods, which I also worshipped, but I will not worship now. If God can give someone a new heart, 
that had never heard the name of Jesus before, how much more can he come in and give us a new heart this year to see his work done in our lives, to have his power work through us, to be the people that God has called us to be. He says, I want to give you a new heart. I want to give you a new heart to know me. He can change those old hard things, those areas of our heart. I know I've shared before, but during the encounter retreat, and I encourage you, if you've never been to an encounter retreat, I encourage you to come. Because I know after 30-some years, I had an offense done to me by a pastor. And the Lord showed me that sitting right here in an encounter retreat. And God freed me from that in a moment. He wants to give us a new heart. Because we don't need to carry around the things of the past. But God is saying today, what a well, you couldn't find a better time than the beginning of a new year to say, God, I throw all those things behind me, all those offenses I put behind me, all those things, all the people you may not have understood. And God made us where we have feelings. The Lord made us where he understands. The Bible says he knows our frame. He remembers our dust. I've had a hard year with my family and with some other things. You know what I've learned is I've walked with Jesus I loved as Melanie was worshiping. She said, you keep your feet on the rock. And the whole world, it felt like sometimes that the trees around me on both sides were bending. But he kept my feet on a firm place. And as the enemy comes against you and throws accusations and things against you and tries to cause understanding, I had to meet with one of my closest friends this year and say, look, here's where my heart is. I need to know where your heart is. And God straightened it all out. Because we, we let the enemy come in and begin to have accusations against people and misunderstand things. We think everybody thinks the same way we do. They don't. They don't. You can sit with two people. Somebody's going to think one thing, and they're going to think, wow, that was great. And you're sitting there thinking, I can't believe they did that. <laughs> don't let the enemy steal that. Let God give you a new heart this year. Let him give you a heart to hear his people. And even if they're not where you think they should be, then pray for them. Don't sit there and harbor hatred and anger because all it does is damage your walk with Christ. It doesn't really hurt them. New wine. He wants to fill us with new wine. He wants his people to be a people that are full of his spirit. Matthew 9, 17. It says, nor do they put new wine into old wineskins or else the wineskins break. The wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined. But they put new wine into wineskins and both are preserved. Years ago, I remember the Lord gave me a message out of Psalm 119. It was King David. He said, though I feel like a bottle in the smoke, I do not forget your statutes. And David was saying, even though I feel shriveled up, like my vessel is not, I can't hold anything because I've been, I've been in the fire too long. The Lord says, he can remake our vessel one of the most beautiful representations of this, I remember, that as a child, my grandfather was a pastor, and that scripture burned into my heart. It wasn't because he told me that, but I thought of this when and this happened. I loved to play ball when I was a little kid. All the neighborhood kids would go out and play ball, and I, I mowed yards forever to get a nice ball glove. And I couldn't find it. It had, got, it, laid, it had gotten laid behind the shrubs in my grandpa's yard all winter long, and it ruined the leather on it. And I was so sad. I, I found it. I was little. And my grandfather came to me. He goes, don't, don't be upset, Betty. He gave me some oil. And I started rubbing it, rubbing it, rubbing it, rubbing it. He said, just keep putting on it. He said, do it again tomorrow. And the more I did that, that, that old ball glove that has, had been cracked and dried up, when that oil began to coat it, 
it became supple and movable. And all of a sudden, it was better than new because it was already worn in and it was so soft. And it hit me as a child. Oh, that's exactly the way the Holy Spirit does our vessels. There are times when we have walked through the fire so long, we feel like our vessel is not able to hold one more ounce of him because we don't feel worthy, because we feel so dried out like a bottle in the smoke. But the Lord says, I will pour my new wine upon you. I will pour my oil upon you this year. And even though the hardship you have walked through, I am doing a new thing. I am making all things new. I'm going to make your vessel new. I'm going to make you to a place where you don't have to worry about the things and the trials and how you felt dried out from last year because I'm going to pour my spirit into you. And I'm going to bring healing to the areas that need to be healed. God wants to do that kind of work. God wants to use us. I meant to ask his permission before I tell this, but I hope he doesn't mind, Brother Barry Linkus. <laughs> I want to share something that the Lord did. You know what? I, I watch God heal people. Brother, I don't have your anointing to catch these flies. I meant to bring a fly swatter. I don't have the ninja skills Pastor Ryan does, but it's like if I see one on the pulpit, it's you better pray for it. That's all I got to say. But we were at, we, we celebrated, our, our whole worship team got together. We just had a potluck in the back of the church. And I hadn't shared this with a lot of people. A couple of people knew. I'd ask them to pray for me. But I had really struggled physically for about two months. I went to the doctor. I couldn't move my thumb more than that. It wouldn't bend. I had, I had a big knot on my arm. I had arthritis so bad in my hands. And I went to the doctor. And here's what the doctor said. My ankles are hurting. And the doctor said, well, women just get it there. There's nothing we can do. <laughs> and she told me then, we're all men, God. You know, she said, well, some people get in their backs and some people get in their hands. And there's just really nothing you can do. And I walked out. I thought, no, nah, I don't believe that. You may not be able to do anything, but I knew the Lord could. I prayed over myself. I anoint myself with oil at home. I've had the Lord heal me that way. I've taken communion at my house a bunch of times. Like, God, I trust you to heal me. But sometimes, you don't have to be in a big crusade in the middle of a huge church meeting. Melanie asked, she said, Brother Barry Lankos, you just pray over the people and this worship team. You know what? Here's what he starts praying. Lord, I pray for the people here. I pray for their health. I pray for those who have joint problems. God, those who have things in their hands and their ankles. Everywhere that I couldn't move. And as I sat there, I felt the warmth of the healing of the Lord come over my body. And I told, I shared that for a minute, but people had no idea. It wasn't a big deal to anybody else. It was a huge deal to me. Because when I was playing the guitar, I couldn't even hold my hand hardly because it hurt so badly to even move because of the pain. When I'm at the office, it hurt to hold my mouse to move the computer things around. But God completely healed me. Sitting in a, in a potluck, God wants to use his people and thank God for somebody who allowed the Spirit of God. It wasn't a robust, loud way. Sometimes it's the simplest, most gentle whisper of God. But God says, I want my people to be whole. I want them to be full of my new wine. God, help us to be used. Let us be sensitive to your Spirit. That we can speak things to people in the moment they need to hear it. That will stir their faith and let healing occur. And you know what I believe today? I've got a few more scriptures I want to read. But I believe there are people sitting here that God needs to heal in a lot of different ways. Most of us, I just kept going and I, and I knew I trusted God to heal me and he did. But it's hard when you're walking through the place where you're still hurting. 
And today, I believe God is going to bring healing to people in this place. And people listening online and people that have COVID that are still in hospitals, God is able to raise them up. As we're watching God do, we've seen God do it so many times, that God is able to give us newness. The Lord brings a new covenant. Matthew 26, 28, he said, For this is the blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. There may be people here today who have things in your heart that you know are not right with Jesus. You may have addictions. You may have things that are secret, things that you may watch that nobody else knows, but God sees them. And the Lord is saying, I want you to have a new covenant with me today. I want to wash those things away. I want to read one more testimony from a lady. This one was hard for me, but I believe somebody needs to hear this. She said, I'm a pagan woman who lost both of my youngest children in COVID last year. And I worshipped more than 400 gods in my life. But nobody gave my children back. None of the gods she prayed to. But I'm in a depressed condition and started not to eat and decided to kill myself. At that time, I came to know that this crusade is going on in a town. And saw the free transporters available. And I decided to go for this meeting thinking I might find some peace. But when I came to the auditorium, it was packed. And she said, I was allowed to sit on the left side where they're screened. And some people told me sitting everywhere, she was outside, is the same as it was only a virtual meeting. We had screens all the way around the auditorium, too, so as many people could hear the gospel as possible. I liked the worship songs. And then there was a message about Jesus by Betty. And for the first time, I heard about the living God, Jesus. And what else I do not need? Than the living God. All the years I worshiped the dead gods and statues. And then I'm so sad that if my children did not die, they would know about Jesus. But the time is finished for them. And I got this opportunity to know about Jesus before I die in this pandemic where my whole village is infected. But I gave my life to Jesus on the first night and brought my sister and brother who were COVID 19. And they came back and masked. And people don't know in the meeting they have COVID. But people are rushing here. But then I realized Jesus is there. And no one would be affected or infected. And my brother and sister both were healed. And there is no COVID. And they were able to breathe perfectly. Thank you, Betty, for giving us Bibles. And the testimony of my youth pastor touched us a lot. That was Cameron. He shared his testimony. And I looked, this beautiful, precious mother lost her two children. And they never had the opportunity to know about Jesus. But she did. And even in the middle of this grief of hers the Lord showed her the new covenant that he had made for her all the idolatry that had been in her life it didn't matter because when she encountered the true and the living God Jesus changed her life the Lord wants to change lives today the people that you may be coming to church and smiling at people but there are things in your heart that you know are not okay the Lord is saying I'm calling you to a new covenant with me today. I'm calling you to a walk with me today. I'm calling you to be the people that I have called. He has made us. He gives us a new commandment. John 13, 34, he says, A new command I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, and that you also love one another. The Lord has called us to be a people that love one another. There's an old, there's a verse that said this, but there's an old song when I was a kid. Say, they will know we are Christians by our love. God, help us be guilty of that. Help us to love people so much. Let us walk in the commandment that we love one another as Jesus loves us. That's a tall order. 
That's a tall order. But God, through his grace, can allow that. The last scripture I want to look at, it. he says that he will bring us to be a new creation. Ephesians 4.24. He said, and you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. God calls his people, not in our own strength, not in our own power, but to walk in righteousness and holiness. God, help us in this new year to consecrate ourselves to you once again, that we walk in holiness and purity before you, that people can see your love in us like they've never seen it before. I want to share a few more things, but I'm going to ask the, the worship team to come back up if you would. I read this passage as I was studying. I had never seen this gentleman before. He's a large pastor in Madras, India. And a couple of years ago, he wrote a list of things for his church. His name's Dr. Stanley Vasu. And I thought, man, this is good. He was talking about how God wants to take us from one place to the other in a new year. And as they're getting ready, I want to read some of these because it's powerful. Because I believe that God's going to strike in different hearts different things. I know sometimes only one word has to be spoken. It's funny, I, don't, I know Pastor Ryan's heard this too, but I'll preach about something and somebody comes up to me and says, Oh Lord, the Holy Spirit showed me this and this and this. And I'm standing there thinking, that has nothing to do with the message I just preached. But you know what's beautiful about God? He sees where we're at. He takes his word and he, he pours it in different hearts in different ways. He pours it into our hearts so we can receive it. And the, the areas I believe God wants transformation. Yes, he does. He wants to give us newness in this new year. He wants to take us from carnality, where we look so much at the things of the world, to walking in his spirit. He wants us to be a people that are not carnal in the way we respond to things, in the way we look at things. But he's saying, I want you to look at me. He wants to take us from fear to faith. It's easy to walk in fear when we hear the reports every day of somebody we know that's either sick or dying of a disease that has rampaged the, the world for the last two years. But God says, you do not need to walk in fear. You walk in faith, and I will take care of you. You're my child. He wants us to go from barrenness to fruitfulness, from weakness to strength, from curses to blessings. You know what? God, God knows so many of us have had things spoken over us. I know as a child I had so many things spoken over me. It took a lifetime to try to walk out from under, but I finally realized those are not the things that God sees in me. He loves me. I'm his daughter. He loves me. And it doesn't matter what the world has spoken over you or what a doctor may have prescribed and told you that you can't do. I know they told me my hands would never work again. <laughs> I can play the piano and the guitar. And I told God, I said, God, not even selfishly do I want to be healed. I need to be healed, but God, you've given me gifts that I want to use all of my days. Yeah. There are people here whose lives have been disrupted because of sickness and because the doctors have told you that you will never be whole again. But I take issue with that. There is a God who is able to heal. There is a God who is here today. There is a power of a God that I know to be my healer. Let him be your healer today. He wants to touch your life and your heart and your body. He wants us to go from failure to success, from sickness to health from poverty to prosperity, from ignorance of his word to revelation. God, reveal yourself to us from captivity to liberty. He does not want his children to walk in bondage, from selfishness to unselfishness, from carelessness to purpose, from sorrow to joy. God will remove 
your sorrow. And he will give you joy from passive to active, from hatred to love, from disorder to order, from stagnancy to growth, from division to unity, from murmuring to praise. God, help our mouths never be used to murmur. But God, let us be a people that are a people of praise and a people that love you. From silence to proclamation, and the last one, from prayerlessness to prayer. I know this whole past year, Pastor Ryan has been calling this church. The Lord calls us to be a house of prayer. God, help us instill in our heart. I've learned over the years, resolutions don't do me a lot of good at the beginning of January because I rely on myself to do them. But I've learned as I've, as I've grown to say, Lord, show me the areas that you want to change in my life this year and give me the strength to do them. Give me the strength to walk in those areas, and that's what God will do. The Lord will make all things new in our lives if we fix our eyes on Jesus because he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Allow God this year to give you a new song, a new heart, to, to let his new creation come in you. All those things that have been hardened by this world that we walk through, God is saying, I want to make you new. I want to ask you if you'd bow your heads, please, for a moment. I believe there are people here that the Lord is going to heal, that God is going to do things in your heart. And I'd like to ask those who have been encounter leaders, if you'd come up front, we're going to have a time of prayer at the end here. And any any staff that want to come, any anybody that on the staff or encounter leaders, I, I believe that God is going to do some mighty things. But first of all, I want to ask as you're sitting there, if you'll bow your heads for a moment, are there people here today? Are there people that is, as you heard the word of God, where you're saying there is sin in my life, there are things in my heart that I don't want to carry into this new year, but I want God to wash me. I want him to forgive me. I won't embarrass you if you just raise your hand and say, I need God to cleanse me. I see your hand. Are there others? I see your hand. I see your hand. Are there others? I see your hand. Are there others that say there are sin, there's sinful things in my life? I see your hand. Anyone else and say, God, I want, I want to be part of this prayer. I want, I see that hand. I want to ask the church if you would just pray this with me. And whether you've ever known Jesus or whether you've walked with him and have, have fallen away in certain areas, we're going to ask him to cleanse us. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And I ask you to forgive me. Lord, wash me from every sin. Lord, your word tells me if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to cleanse us from sins and from all unrighteousness. So today I confess in my heart that I've sinned and I need your blood to cover me, Lord Jesus. Father, forgive me of areas where I have not forgiven others. Jesus, because you said, Lord, as we, you forgive us the way we forgive others. Lord, help us forgive Father, cleanse me today. God, of any sin that is in my life, Lord, I want to start this new year with a new covenant with you. Lord, I pledge my heart and my life to you. Give me strength to walk for you all of my days, and I will serve you. Come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. Thank you, Lord, for cleansing me. Thank you, Lord, for delivering me from any sins that have had their hold on me. And Lord, thank you for making me a child of God. Lord, I am your beloved. And I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
I'm going to ask the church if you would to stand for a moment. There are some people that whether you need healing, whether you need God to move in a different area, something may be happening in your family, we're going to open this altar up. But as we open this altar up, I feel like the Lord wants me to pray over the people and just come as I'm praying even. There are people that need to be healed. And I felt this whole week the Lord began to lay on my heart that there are people that not only suffer with physical sickness and physical ailments, but mental ailments because this pandemic has played such a role in so many lives. And God wants to deliver you from oppression and fear and of having things, allowing the enemy to take those things in your mind and cause them to be anything other than than having faith in the Lord. And as you come, those that need prayer, I'm going to pray over this whole body. And I believe God is going to heal people this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you as your children. And Father, I know you are my healer. And Lord, you are the healer of every person under the sound of my voice. God, I speak over every person in this building that has sickness and disease in their body to be healed in the name of Jesus. God, I speak to those that are listening online. God, those that may be suffering right now with COVID, I speak to them to be made whole in the name of Jesus. God, you are no respecter of persons. You don't just heal people in India of COVID. God, you heal people right here of COVID. God, we are your children. We are your body. And I speak healing and wholeness over COVID in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would protect your people. God, protect us, Lord. God, those even in Georgia right now that have COVID, that are family members, God, I speak over their bodies to be healed in the name of Jesus. I speak healing in Jesus' name. Father, those who have been tormented in their mind, God, over things that they cannot seem to be released of, I bind the power of the enemy over every mind that's been tormented in the name of Jesus. God, I come against the oppression of the enemy. Lord, let your spirit be free in our minds and our hearts. God, that we will trust you and not walk in the fear of the world. But God, we believe in you, God. Lord, we trust you. God, I speak over those who have dealt in physical areas, God, where they're sick. God, Lord, even those that may have joint problems. God, where there may be stiffness in parts of their body. God, in every joint, in every spine, in every bone. God, in every tissue, in every cell. I speak healing in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for healing. God, I thank you for those who have been prognosed with cancer and liver disease and diabetes. God, in the name of Jesus, heal your people. Be healed in the name of Jesus. God, those whose families are being broken, God, I speak healing in the name of Jesus. Satan, you will not have the families in this church. We draw a line in the sand. God, for those who have family members that are lost, God, in the name of Jesus, send your spirit to draw them to you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for salvation, for healing, for deliverance. God, let us walk with a new song in this new year. God, help me to have a new song. God, in the days I'm having a bad day, God, let me not murmur, but God, let me worship you. Let me lift up that new song that you place in my heart. Father, God, I thank you for healing. I thank you for strength. God, I thank you, Lord, that you're doing a mighty work. Father God, I pray for a fresh anointing on our pastor. God, on Pastor Ryan and on Amy and his family, God. Lord, I thank you, God, for a freshness, God. Lord, for this new year, God, for a fresh anointing. And God, power in this body, over the staff and over, God, every person here. God, let us go out from this place changed. God, let us have a new heart. Lord, because you, you make all things new, Lord. 
Father, we thank you for the newness we have in you. God, we love you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you want prayer, just continue to come to the altars. We'll keep the altars open.